the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa But as for me and Grandpa, we believe And we're on. I'm Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is our pre-Christmas special, and we're going to talk a little bit about how Christmas came about, but we'll do that later. First, I know everybody's all excited and and agog about the new vaccine coming out, and I saw where Moderna is shipping this morning. They're shipping their vaccine out now. The big difference between the Moderna and and the Pfizer vaccine is that the Moderna uh, can be kept in a freezer, just a regular old freezer at four below zero. So it, it'll last six months, uh, whereas the Pfizer has to be kept at minus 94 degrees Fahrenheit. I think that's about 70, minus 70 centigrade. So that's a big difference. And once you thaw out the um, the Pfizer vaccine, it's it's okay to keep in the refrigerator for five days and you have to discard it. By the way, did you hear that there's extra doses in the vials? They're, I guess they're five. <laughs> I, I heard there's like one extra dose in there or something. Like yeah, that. they're five-dose vials, and, you know, a lot of times the, the manufacturers will put a little bit extra in. I guess it's just their way of saying uh, thank you. Thanks for the tax money. We appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, yeah thanks for your – thanks. For, <laughs> yeah, here, take this. For, here you go. <laughs> yeah, and thanks for all the senators and, and congressmen uh, who help keep drug prices up. We appreciate <clears> it, yeah. <laughs> so we've got these two vaccines out there, both messenger RNA uh, vaccines. Now, Ron, our medical director, he said, well, I don't think I can mix and match the two. Well, yeah, you can. They're the exact same thing. They just have a little bit different delivery vehicles. So think of it as two identical race cars made in the same factory at the same time. And one's being towed to the racetrack by uh, a Chevy tow truck and one by a Ford tow truck. But when they get to the to the racetrack, they're the exact same thing. So <clears throat> there's really not going to be a problem if you get a dose of the Pfizer and then three or four weeks later, there's only Moderna around and you get a dose of that. That'll do the same thing. These are nanoparticle-based vaccines. It's a new technology in vaccinations. And I think we talked a little bit about this before, Ken, but I'll go ahead and explain it again. Now, the the way they do this is they have to package this little piece of RNA, which is genetic material. It's a ribonucleic acid, um, and it encodes for the protein, the spike protein, uh, that is on the surface of the virus. And the spike protein is what we're targeting for the antibody response. <clears throat> and so the antibody response is what we need to develop antibodies, uh, our immune system, to these uh, uh, viruses, and in particular to the coronavirus, the COVID virus. And so what happens is you have to get it into the system, excuse me, and you have to get it into the cell. So first got to get it into the bloodstream, and it has to be 
uh, dissolvable in the bloodstream. Otherwise, it'll just clump up and, and, and it'll be uh, eaten up by a white blood cell macrophage. It also has to be protected because the RNA, there's a lot of uh, uh, enzymes that float around in our bloodstream that break down DNA and RNA material that leak into the bloodstream or get in from other sources from outside or, or come out of our own cells because our body doesn't want that stuff floating around. So you got to encapsulate this little piece of RNA, this little piece of genetic material. You have to make it so it'll be taken up by the dendritic cells. These are the specialized white blood cells that will take it up <clears throat> and do their thing. And so this requires uh, some high-tech uh, biochemistry. And basically what they're doing is they're wrapping uh, this little piece of messenger RNA into uh, a, a, a lipid, a fatty molecule, cholesterol and acetyl, uh, phosphatylcholine and uh, uh, different things, you know, different vehicles that they're using. One company is using this and another company using that. And then you have to dissolve it. So you have to have one end of this molecule that is enveloping this little piece of RNA that is soluble in water. Why? because our bloodstream is mostly water. But you also have to have it soluble in fat. Why? Because our cell membrane, the, the, ca the capsule, the uh, cellophane wrapping around our cells is predominantly fatty. So you gotta have both. And by the way, this little piece of RNA has a negative charge on it and so does the cell membrane. So we have to have a way to get a positive charge in there too. So it's a little complex, but you know, it's, it's obviously it's doable because we've done it. And so this nano medicine that we're employing has not proven to be very helpful so far in things like cancer, but in certainly in vaccinations, this is a, this is a miracle. You know, it took them like 45 days to get from the piece of messenger RNA to a vaccine that they were trying on humans back in the spring. Did you know that? I knew it was I mean, quick, but I didn't know it was that quick. But it, that's oh, phenomenal. It quick, yeah, compared to what, the five or six years or ten years sometimes. Well, they've moment. been working yeah. on this technology for a number of years, but the actual development of this vaccine was so quick. And, you know, again, this, this little piece of messenger RNA was isolated by the gang at uh, the Jenner Institute at Oxford. The Jenner Institute is the research facility, and they do a lot of research on vaccinations and vaccines because Edward Jenner is the father of modern uh, Western vaccination with the smallpox vaccine. We talked about that before. Yeah. But I think that it's, it's just so fascinating that they have been able to encapsulate this, and they call it a, a lipid nanoparticle. Lipid because it's fat, fatty cholesterol and uh, cholines and uh, different vehicles depending on which company. But they're bas basically, they're the exact same thing. So poor Ron, he's our medical director. He's a doctor, but, you know, he's not practicing clinical medicine. He's caught up in the, uh, in the administration of the hospital that he works for the hospital as all these medical directors do. And his job is to uh, fulfill their request, uh, not only to interface with the doctors and the administration, but also uh, see that the staff is obeying the rules and regulations of the corporation and, and you know, trying to keep peace and keep everybody happy and moving. And he has to attend all these meetings like our pharmacy and therapeutics and 
the uh, medical executive committee and the sepsis committee and the surgical committee and all these different committee meetings he has to go to. He's at two hospitals. He's at St. Pete General and Palm. So it's a busy job for him uh, during the day. You know, he's running back and forth and it's about 10, 15 minutes down to Palms from St. Pete General. So uh, he's busting his hump, so to speak, and, and we appreciate the job that he does. I'm sure he's paid decently, you know, that, that it's not a bad way to end your career if you're tired of being a surgeon or tired of seeing patients. You can uh, certainly go take some courses and be a medical director. There's a need for that. So, and we've had several. So it's not a bad way to finish your career. But he really had no idea of how these vaccines work. And, you know, again, you've got three different types of vaccines that are either under development or already on the market. Two are on the market, the mRNA, which is the Pfizer and the Moderna. And then the uh, AstraZeneca and Johnson and Johnson one will be out soon. I think AstraZeneca is being used in England. That's the adenovirus. That's a cold virus. It's a weakened cold virus. It's been passed through generations of uh, uh, a species of monkeys. And so it's not infectious to humans. And uh, what they did is they took that little piece of genetic material, that RNA, and they spliced it into the genetic code of the adenovirus. So now the adenovirus is making spikes, S protein spikes. And so it looks a lot like a coronavirus under the electron microscope, but it won't infect you. Now, the nice thing about the nanomedicine, the messenger RNA, uh, the lipid nanomedicine vaccines that have been developed is that there's no live viral material there. And, you know, some people say, well, I don't want a live virus, even if it's a weakened cold virus and it's not even the coronavirus. I don't want it. Well, you don't have to get it. You can get the, the uh, messenger RNA virus uh, or particle vaccine. And that works just as well, probably a little bit better because it, it's quicker in that it gets into these little dendritic cells and they actually manufacture that protein, stick it out on the membrane of their cell. And then the lymphocytes, the white blood cells that make the, the antibodies, they come by and pick it up and examine it and say, hmm, and they start making their little antibodies to it. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I think it's a, it bodes very well for the future how quickly they came up with this because this is not the last virus that's going to come around. No, and, you know, this may influence how we get uh, uh, the flu vaccine in the future. It may, uh, it certainly can help out with other viral-based vaccines like measles, mumps, and rubella. And so we, we may have a, a, a whole new, I mean, we already do have a whole new way of developing vaccines right here, right now, in uh, 2020, which is tremendous. And quickly. You know, this, quickly. And yeah. this 21st century technology, I mean, it, it was conceived in the 1980s and 1990s, but the guy that started Moderna, he was one of the big researchers, and he took that technology and put it into a, a practical business. And they've been working on these vaccines now since the early 2000s, but they finally have got this perfected. Cool beans, Dude, cool beans. Really, really cool is right now. I want mine tomorrow. <laughs> I'm getting mine Tuesday. Oh, I was going to ask you if you got yours yet. Yeah, because you were right up there at the front of the line pretty much. Yeah, I'm tier one. And, uh, oh, I got into it with the administrator because I, I went in and I was all worried that they, you know, that they would uh, 
overlook me because I'm not a hospitalist. I'm not hired by the hospital. And he's all, well, we, we're taking care of all of our physicians, and they're all important to us. I'm like, you little <laughs> And so I called the medical director, and I was cussing and fuming, and he said, I, he said, I don't blame you for being upset, Bill, but don't do anything. Don't go beat him up. <laughs> yes. I said, he's smaller than me. I can kick his butt. <laughs> All right, Tuesday. We'll find out what happens to you next week. Then when we talk, I have yeah, seen I, I have seen reports that there's been some reactions. Apparently, some uh, uh, rashes have come up on some people, but that's probably a very low percentage, I would think. Well, anytime you inject a fat uh, uh, particle into people, there's a possibility that they're going to have an allergic reaction, uh, and it's it's not uh, you know it's not unexpected that we'll have a few people have allergic reactions. We have it with all vaccines. But don't let it scare you off. That's what I'm trying to get no, at. No, no. I mean, you know, you just take some uh, take some Benadryl and a Medrol dose pack and forget about it. So, and the the, uh, the studies that were done with the two different mRNAs, one was the Pfizer, and they say get a booster at three weeks, and then the Moderna is four weeks. Uh, there's probably absolutely no difference. It's just the way they were structured, their, their research studies. And if you structure your research study X way, then the FDA says you have to follow that unless you make an amendment to it and we approve it. So rather than, you know, stop and say, well, you can get it at three weeks instead of four, they just said, eh, just send it out there because, you know, the doctors and the pharmacists, we're, we're not going to listen to the FDA anyway. We don't give a damn what they say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, don't use that. It's not good for you. Eh, get out of the way. Shut up. When you Sit see down. results, that's when you know you're doing, yeah. You're yeah. doing a good job, know, right? Yeah, and, you know, when, when you are reading this and studying this from the very get-go, uh, as I have been, and you have the confidence of your knowledge base and the decades of experience of using vaccines and taking care of people who are uh, having reactions to vaccines and, and advising people not to get a vaccine if they have certain problems, then you know you're you're going to know more at at the clinical level than some guy who's sitting in the basement of a building in Atlanta doing research. That's what Dr. Fauci's problem is. I think he's not, I think he's not in the he's not there with his hands and getting dirty. You know. Plus, he's such a snotty little sob. <laughs> I can't stand him. All right. Well, don't hold the back Democrats now, Doc. Love him. My <laughs> sisters love him. <laughs> I haven't seen much of him lately, so. But I guess he's joining the Biden team, isn't he not? Oh, I'm sure he I is. He is. I yeah. see. What, I think Biden and his wife got vaccinated. I saw where Vice President Pence got vaccinated publicly. Did On you see TV, that? yeah. Yeah, good for him. Didn't so, wince at all. No, he's a he's. Tough guy. Big, yeah. Tough guy. Yeah, I mean, he, he could be president as far as I'm concerned. I like him. He looks very presidential already. He Little, does. To a lot of people in many ways, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Yes, he does. And <laughs> we like him. He's a nice boy. Good Midwestern roots. Yeah, I mean, he's very religiously fundamentalistic, but yeah. that's okay. I mean, he doesn't flaunt it. He's not, you know, he's not trying out, going out there to, uh, to uh, convert everybody to Christianity. I mean, not that that's a good or a bad thing. It just some people don't want to be proselytized, so to speak. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, he's got good common sense in that guy. 
Yeah, yeah. So these lipid nanoparticles, uh, uh, they are stabilized with cholesterol, cholesterol, which is what we manufacture and also eat. And uh, there's a phospholipid layer in there. The phospholipid layer is what allows it to dissolve can in both in water and in fat. So it can be carried through the bloodstream and attach itself to the to the cell wall. Because if it's just a fat, it's going to clump together and it's of no value. And uh, then they use polyethylene glycol, which is a solvent. It's actually a solvent that's used in a lot of our foodstuffs. And uh, it's, it's a natural product. I use it in my toenail gel. Uh, to dissolve some of the some of the drugs, some of the drugs are soluble in water, some are soluble in polyethylene glycol, some in alcohol. Uh, different different chemicals will dissolve in different uh, uh, solvents, different fluids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So this is a pretty cool thing, pretty good high technology, and uh, that gives it. Uh, uh, the ability to get into the bloodstream, not be broken down, attach itself to the cell, and be delivered. And uh, then when it gets in the cell, the little lipid particle breaks apart, the little piece of RNA comes out, the, the genetic material, it lays down on what's called a ribosome in our cytoplasm of our cells, and this is the actual factory where the proteins are assembled. So it lays down on the ribosome, and the ribosome signals uh, carriers that bring in different pieces of amino acids, which are the building blocks of proteins, and it starts clicking them into the RNA because the RNA is, is kind of like a template for the proteins. And so then it clicks them in all together, and there you go. you got a spike protein. And then the cell says, well, we need to get this out to the baby lymphocytes, and so it pushes it out uh, onto its cell membrane. These cells are really pretty damn smart, you know. I was just gonna say, what a what a system. <laughs> I know, you know. It sounds like, like NASA, a, you know. It's like an intelligent little factory of its own. Yeah, Fantastic. it is too cool, too cool, man. I love this stuff. It just, of course, I just love organic and and uh, biochemistry. I think these are just the coolest things. So you have got a whole bunch of lipids wrapping up this little particle, and and it goes. Here, have this cell. Eat this, and they ooh, and they it remembers. It. That's that's a, that's the that's the what boggles my mind. Yeah, the it doesn't just attack. It remembers it. They remember. They yeah. remember the 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 uh, and, and although most of them after they make their their uh, their antibodies they die. They actually pass that knowledge on. They keep a little small cell line daughter cells, and they pass that knowledge on to their daughter cells. So you have a specific little line of T lymphocytes that their whole mission in life is to just do nothing but remember the COVID virus. Fantastic. Pretty pretty cool. It is. Yes, it is. I love it. Well, they call one of these uh, things luciferase. (laughs) Lucifer. (laughs) (laughs) It's a devil, baby. It's going to get you. It's going to get that virus and kill it. I love this stuff. Well, you I'm could, glad it's worth uh, it. You, could, you couldn't make this up, Ken. You could not make this up. Of course not. This is uh, this is so, uh, you, you know, I thought all these kinds of things would happen, but not in my lifetime. It just is amazing to me. Anybody who watches Star Trek knows, you know, it's all going to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I had to fill out this form. I'll tell you what it said, the COVID-19 vaccination form. 
basic information. Of course, I had to put down my name and my gender and my age and all that. And uh, I lied about a few things, but that's okay. So it says, uh, do you have chronic kidney disease? No. Do you have asthma? I got to touch asthma, so I'll put yes. I figure I'd give them something to worry about. Mm. Do you have COPD or emphysema? No. Have you been sick in the past 30 days? No. High blood pressure? No. Immunocompromised from organ transplant? No. Obesity? No. Serious heart conditions? Lord, no. Sickle cell? No. Smoking? No. Type 2 diabetes? No. Are you pregnant or are you planning on becoming pregnant? And you had three choices, yes, no, or I prefer not to answer. Guess, <laughs> guess which one I said. I prefer not to answer. I prefer not to answer. <laughs> <laughs> Am I bad or what? <laughs> I love it. And so then they also want to know if you've had any uh, allergic reactions to vaccines or any of the ingredients in the vaccine. And then in this vaccine, it's uh, the Pfizer, the ingredients are the lipids and uh, the polyethylene glycol and uh, – phosphocholine and cholesterol and uh, monosodium, monobasic potassium phosphate, which is a preservative, you know, dibasic sodium phosphate. These are all the same things that they put in foods to preserve them. So you probably have had some already. Yeah, I mean, you've probably been eating it all your life and you don't know. Even your organic foods, believe me, it's in there. So at any rate, I'm not going to get pregnant and I'm not going to (laughs) breastfeed, so I think I'm okay for it. All right, well, good luck. Let me know if you grow a third arm, though. Yeah, and if you have had the pneumococcal or the flu vaccine within the past 14 days, they'd like you to wait a little bit, I do believe. If you get them at the same time, it's okay, but uh, if you have gotten one and it hasn't been uh, more than two weeks, then you probably need to wait and let your immune system ramp back up a little bit. Since we're all masked up and all this, staying inside, stay away from everybody, is the uh, regular flu cases down this year? Oh, yeah, absolutely, because the mask and the social distancing, because the flu is also airborne. It's uh, not spread by touch or any of that crap like all these crazy people are trying to say, you know, putting on their gloves and not touch anything in the grocery store. And But then they got their mask down below their nose. And... <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Do you, do you go up to those people and say, excuse me, you need a lesson on mask wearing? You know, I, it, in the beginning, I was kind of a, a Nazi about it, but I'm like now. <laughs> just keep your nose covered, I guess. Just, I just keep my nose covered and keep my nose out of their business. If they don't want to listen to my show, then they don't deserve to know. That's, <laughs> that's the way I feel. Let them die. That's right. <laughs> if, you, if you're not with Dr. Bill on Sunday, you ain't going to get him any other day of the week. There you go. All right. Like one one of my patients said, why don't you give me a shout out? I said, why don't you get your own radio show? (laughs) (laughs) Doc, I need help. I said, well, you can buy time on the show. Buy commercial, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. uh, By the way, I've got a doctor. He wants to come on, uh, I think, uh, January 10th. Uh, Dr. Uh, David Braun, he's an orthopedist in the area, and he wants to come on and talk. I said, sure. Uh, You know, you got to help chip in and pay for the show. So uh, he said, fine. And uh, I think he's bringing his, his uh, publicist, pub, publicist, what do you call it? Publicitist. Uh, no, no, I can't say it either. Publicitist. Publicitist. Yeah. The person who's kind of publicly pushing them. Right. <clears throat> and she's, uh, she's all fascinated. She wants to see my studio. I said, okay, you can come to my, my studio, but you know, 
there's not much room in the studio, as you know, Ken. Hmm. <laughs> We're pretty cramped. <laughs> but what what the heck? Why not? Well, that'll be fun. Okay. Looking yeah, we'll all struggle to up together and get close so the camera can capture us. Make sure everybody's got their pretty... vaccine by then, though. Oh, yeah, I will have had my, my two shots, and uh, I won't have to wear a mask. I don't That's going to be a great they're... day when we don't have to wear a mask. It really is. Yeah, do you, I don't know if they're going to – I haven't heard anything yet because it's probably still not known and still up in the air. They're probably going to start testing us for uh, carrying the virus in you know, two or three weeks after we finish our vaccinations to see if we're clear of it before they say you can take the mask off. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the hospital is going to make us wear a mask until – uh, they can absolutely have two or three negative nasal swabs. So, but that that's okay. You know, you got to be careful. I mean, you can be immune and still be a carrier. You know what I mean? I see what you're saying. All right. Yeah. I mean, you can have the antibodies. Well, that's why it's important it. for everybody to get the, the vaccine. So. Yeah. And so you, you want everybody to get it as quickly as possible. And I think by March or April, most of the country will have had the opportunity, the, those who want to be vaccinated. You know, we should have... You know, we're going to have uh, 10 million doses out in the next week. So, and this is this is uh, going to go logarithmically. It's going to grow really rapidly uh, now that there's confidence in it, now that Biden has shut up and gone back in the basement where he belongs. But you remember how they were saying, I'm not taking that vaccine as long as that man is the president because it's probably poison. Um, did the vaccine change before and after November 4th? <laughs> no, just the politics, Doc. Just the politics. Just the politics. So, right. But now we've got the job of trying to sell the public, the, the half of the public that believed all of that nonsense, on the safety of this and the necessity of it, Ken. It, it's really important that that the population be vaccinated so that we can all get back to the life as we know it. Uh, normal life and uh, especially the communist states oh my gosh you know you've got a one-party state in california and gavin newsom thinks he's uh, uh joseph stalin same way with como i mean what they're <laughs> doing to their people is is it's, uh, it's heavy they have locked them down heavy haven't they it's deplorable wow. really i mean they're destroying people's livelihoods they're driving their populations out <clears throat> but you know what also is helping get the population out of the out of the uh out of the ta- big tax burden states was the, and a lot, a lot of people forgot this, what Trump did. He pushed through that tax bill in, in 2016 when he first got in. And remember, it limited the amount of money you can deduct to $10,000 for your uh, for your state income and property taxes. You That's right. That? Yeah, I do. And they were, the East and the California, they were uh, crazy about it. And you know what? It's it like ten thousand dollars for some people. Yeah, it's leveled the playing field in a way that we have not seen uh, the economic le- playing field leveled in my lifetime. This is the first bill in my lifetime that has actually equalized all of us in terms of taxation uh, and in terms of uh, the ability to have property and have it uh, accrue, uh, you know, grow and 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 uh, gain uh, value over the decades and so people are moving out of new york and california and saying why should i stay here and pay two or three times the property tax and i don't even have any say in in the school systems or the the, uh the the police and that's where the money goes for primarily are the schools and police the entire northeast is moving down here i think like you can't find a house for sale it's on the market for like three days it's gone oh how's your house sale going did you get any bites uh no people looking but nothing uh 
nothing hard offer yet, so we'll see. Wait till after the holidays. It'll come back. Yeah, that's what we're thinking, yeah. Yeah, what would we say? A thousand people a day are moving into Florida? Something like that. Yeah, it's an amazing number. In the, in the, and I think Texas is probably the same way. Uh, probably. Plus, it's warm. You don't get out of the Northeast and get rid of that cold for the rest of your life. And you know what surprised me too, Ken, and, and, and I think a lot of folks in the state are surprised. We thought all these people coming from the north would turn our state purple. Purple, by the way, yeah. is when you got a, a mix of blue and red, you know, conservative and liberal. And, and it, we've been pretty much a red state for decades. <clears throat> and uh, George is a good example. George is a good example of purple right now, I think. Yeah. Now we're even more red. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I think Dade or Broward County. I think their their uh, their council now is is predominantly Republican. Well, Amazing. Just, just the smart New Yorkers are moving down here. Then, well, we'll take any of them as long as they join our party. How would you like to hear a commercial? I'd love to hear a commercial. When we come back, I'm going to tell you how Christmas came about. I'm Doctor Bill, your Radio MD. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Workers are now packing shipments of the second COVID-19 vaccine authorized for U.S. use. The vaccine developed by Moderna and the NIH employees at a factory in the Memphis area boxing up the shots this morning, just days after the Food and Drug Administration authorized an emergency rollout of the vaccine. An expert committee meets later today to debate who will be next in line for the earliest doses of that vaccine. Elsewhere, lawmakers have cleared away the last major obstacle to a coronavirus economic relief package. This latest one will cost about a trillion dollars, and a vote on it could be taken before the day is out. And Belgium and Austria have joined the Netherlands in banning flights from the U.K., while Germany is considering doing the same. This after it's become apparent a new strain of the coronavirus is sweeping southern England. This is SRN News. I'm Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full-service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of can care, 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. 
Hello, this is Dr. Bill Handelman for our good friends at Tampa Bay Imaging. TBI provides state-of-the-art MRI and CT scanning with the lowest radiation possible. Most insurance plans accepted and self-pay rates are very competitive. TBI is conveniently located in Tampa and St. Pete with evening and weekend appointments. So call TBI today or ask your doctor. In Tampa, call 813-386-3674. St. Pete, call 727 727- Five four five nine six seven four. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I think this stuff works. I don't seem to have the highs and the lows. You know how sometimes you get real slow and low during the day, and I'm a type A guy, so I go a lot. And I'm more alert, and it seems like I don't seem to feel famished. And it's not very expensive. And the idea of having that freeze dried or that nutrient in that capsule and who's going to eat all those vegetables you know most of us don't eat right anyway so whatever the science behind this i think the nature is a great idea and i'm gonna probably stay with it until i drop get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home right now balance of nature is offering free shipping and 35 percent off on any new preferred order Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RESULTS. Take AM860, The Answer, with you wherever you go with our mobile app, theanswertampa.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at radio.com. The fighting spirit of the Marine Corps is born of battles won. Battles won within. Over enemies of fear, enemies of doubt. It's who we are. It's what we do. It's a promise made to you for more than two centuries. A promise of the Marines. Here is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast. We'll have variable cloudiness today with showers in the afternoon and a high of 72. A couple of showers and heavy thunderstorms in the evening. Otherwise, cloudy skies tonight, low 60. Monday will be cloudy with a high of 67. Then mainly clear tomorrow night, low 50. Mix of clouds and sunshine on Tuesday with a high of 69. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Holly Holdren for AM860, The Answer. Then I'm back. This is Dr. Bill, and a little bit of Grandma got run over by a reindeer there. I think that actually happened, didn't it, Ken? <laughs> yeah, I think it was in 1932. I think it was. In and, Poughkeepsie. Uh, Poughkeepsie, I believe it was, yeah. Now, you know that the uh, holiday season is over in Finland when you go into the grocery store and reindeer meat is on sale. <laughs> oh, so, man. I didn't, yeah, know that, I didn't know you got rid of them that quickly. <laughs> Now, I not Dasher and Dancher, of course, and certainly not Rudolph. Yeah, oh, well, no, I mean, Santa, you know, he's got to make ends meet. So not all says, I want to thank everybody for your service and pulling the sleigh this year, but uh, need the following <laughs> reindeer to step forward. <laughs> Head for that building right over there, please, yes. And, yes, and uh, don't worry, it won't hurt much. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be quick. <laughs> well, you know, ever since the uh, reindeer brought the union in, it's all been like that, so. I'm telling you, it just messed everything up. <laughs> and the elves, oh my God, you can hardly get any work out of them. I know, anymore. since they unionized, that's terrible. Poor Santa. Hey, what kind of, you know, what kind of a bum is Santa anyway? He works one night a year. The rest of the year, he just keeps tabs on what we're doing right and wrong. I mean, you know, he's keeping a, 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 a ledger of us. Oh my God. Well, with I me, that to... could be quite a list he's got going there. 
Well, he probably has a bunch of elves helping him. Yeah. They're all in our business. Stay out of our business, Santa. Yep. So (laughs) at any rate, do you know where Christmas came from? Um... The, the way we celebrate it now, I have to tell you the truth, I do not know the origins of modern Christmas, no. Okay, the the uh, the uh, ancient Chinese, uh, the, the courts, the emperors, they had astronomer astrologers who actually studied the stars and were pretty intelligent and figured out a lot of things. And uh, along with their astronomy, they incorporated astrology. And so you would get a little booklet like an almanac, and everybody would get it. And it would tell you uh, what days were good to get married on, when to plant, uh, when to go to temple. You know, basically, your life was controlled by what the astronomer astrologist put out in this little um, almanac, this little farmer's almanac, just like uh, Ben Franklin did. The Mao's little book of events. Little book of it. Yeah, this is this is what you should do this day, and tomorrow you should do this and that, because that's when the stars will be aligned properly. And so they figured out, or somebody did, from looking at the old uh, Chinese astronomer astrologer uh, documents, that there was a supernova in the spring of what you know the year one or whatever year Jesus was born in. And so this would have been visible in the Mideast for a couple of months. And the story of the Magi following this, this superstar, this big star in the sky, actually is true. And so the, the, uh, the church fathers said, well, we don't know exactly when Jesus was born because, you know, they organized things three or 400 years after he had passed. And so they said, well, you know, we've got this great holiday called Saturnia, Saturnalia, Saturnalia, after Saturn. It was a Roman holiday. And guess what time of year it was celebrated? Let me guess, at last uh, couple of weeks of December. You got it, December 17th <laughs> to 24th. So it was Saturn, the god Saturn, was the god of agriculture and of time. Saturnalia was the festival, and it was actually the biggest holiday in, in the Roman uh, uh, holiday processions. And so they would celebrate uh, Saturn, and they would make offerings to him and uh, hope for a good uh you know, a good crop and hope that the winter would end and the sun would return. And then the 25th was the solstice. And you know what the solstice is. Yes. It's um, the, um, the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year. Yep. The shortest day of the year. Daylight anyway. Yeah. The the least sun of the year. And so they would celebrate. And then of course on the 26th, the sun, the days got longer. So the sun started to come back. And so this grew into a gift giving and revelry and, uh, you know, parties and pretty much like we're doing now. So this, was, so this was adopted by the Christians then, I think. The Christians said, hey, we've already got it set, you know, and we can co-opt their holiday and uh, just uh, kind of tie everything together. And, uh, and so that supplanted the old Roman pagan holiday uh, with our what we know now is the Christian holiday, which is, by the way, celebrated by everybody around the world, even non-Christians. The Chinese celebrated, Muslims celebrated, everybody celebrates it. It's unbelievable. Who doesn't like a good party? Yeah, who doesn't like a good party? You know, I always, you know, I always heard. Whether you think, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just go said, ahead. I could say I always heard that it was a comet, but uh, some, a nova seems to make more sense. Yeah, because it lasted. It lasts uh, much longer. Yeah. 
yeah. lasted much longer. Otherwise, the Magi would have really had, they would have had to been in, you know, like. Uh, <laughs> they had been halfway there and got lost, exactly. They, they would have had to have hot rods to keep up with it. <laughs> and I don't think they had them back then. Just really fast camels, camels though, at the speed right. of light. They don't, they don't move that fast. But at any rate, so this is how this developed, and then the 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 uh, fathers, the church fathers, and the, uh, the the government leaders at that time in the Roman Empire said, "Well, let's let's just make it the same time as Saturnalia, Saturnalia," and so that's how we got Christmas when it is now, and this is. Uh, Pretty much the same holiday. Can you believe the Romans have that much influence over us even today? We're still celebrating their holidays, and this is, what, 2,500 years later. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, we're still counting Super Bowls using Roman numbers. So it's... I know. Can you believe that? <laughs> Never understood it, but I'm glad they did. No wonder it. I can't figure out which one it is. <laughs> Too many Vs and Xs and Is, exactly. Well, every every Roman numeral matters, so we have to know our Roman numerals. X is ten, V is five, L is fifty, C is a hundred, D is five hundred, and M is one thousand. Very good, Doc. I'm we had to know that, or we didn't get out of grade school. The nuns would beat us. <laughs> oh, now come on, the nuns only be- <laughs> only would beat you if you deserved it. <laughs> are you saying that I was a bad say, boy and I deserved yeah, I'm going to say maybe you were a troublemaker back then. Oh, absolutely. They put you on the straight and narrow. So the Romans would take off this week, and there was gambling and singing and playing music, feasting, socializing, giving each other gifts, wax paper, uh, wax tapered candles called cerei were common gifts, and if you wonder where, you know, cerumen in your ear, you know that, you've heard that mm-hmm. term? Yeah, I have. It's, it's from the Greek Syria, oh. wax. Okay. Wax in your ear. These were common gifts, and uh, the the light signified the returning of the sun after being, after going away for half a year. So on the last day known as Sigillaria, many Romans gave their friends and loved ones small terracotta figures. And these were known by as sing, signalaria, which may have referred back to older celebrations involving human sacrifice. Mm. <gasps> oh, my God. Don't like the sound of that one, Doc. Well, you know, this is just, I don't know how, how or when the Romans gave up human sacrifice. I never even knew that they made human sacrifices. Maybe maybe the cavemen that were there before them did, but I don't know. Well, in reality, wasn't every fight of the year? Coliseum, a human sacrifice in some way. <laughs> you yeah, put a, you like, put a guy in there with a tiger, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion, I think. Well, not if he's really good. <laughs> okay. you got to be I really mean, good. You know, come on. You've heard of uh, people going out and killing a bear by hand. I guess adrenaline can do amazing things. Yeah, and, you know, the, the Maasai in, uh, in Kenya and Tanzania, mm-hmm. you know, the that uh, tribe of, of people, uh, it used to be that if you wanted to make it into manhood, you had to go out and kill a lion with a spear. Oh, with a spear? Anybody could do it with a spear. Well, I mean, you know. Let's do it with your bare hands. Then you're a man. Well, if you're a Christian, you can just get a miracle going. And... Yeah, well, good point. 
but uh, I mean, they would put gladiators in, in the Coliseum with wild animals and, get, and they'd arm them and let them fight. So, and you know, the gladiators, they, they didn't die in every battle. They've been out of gladiators too quickly. Well, yeah, they, I mean, they had to have draws and, and, uh, and after they had, uh, done service for a certain period of time if they were you know really great then they got their freedom they became roman citizens and they were like superstars they were like you know retired football players nfl players did you know that i had no idea they had a following (laughs) oh yeah women wanted their sweat uh wanted to have sex with them and have their babies and you know because they were the they were the uh they were the, the pros. They were the athletic superstars of the day. Wow. Not unlike today. Had no idea. Yep. And did you know that they were primarily vegetarians? That kind of makes sense. Because there were high levels of strontium, which is a heavy metal, in the uh, vegetables that they ate. And that actually strengthens your bones. And there are medications in Europe for osteoporosis and osteopenia, you know, weak bones when you get older. And they're made of strontium. Believe that. So they knew what they were doing back then. They did. I mean, the Romans were ahead of us in many, many ways. And uh, we're still living in there. We're, this, is, this is still the continuation of the Roman Empire. You know, it went from the Roman Empire to the Holy Roman Empire to the British Empire and now to the American Empire, which... Joe's going to try and take a part, <clears throat> but we ain't all letting. Hey, everything changes in four years if you want it to change, folks. So That's right. Hey, what's going on in, in Georgia? I haven't heard anything about the Senate race. Are we going to win it or not? Um, you know what? The, nobody's polling because nobody trusts the polls. Even the pollsters don't trust the polls, so nobody is polling this race very much. There's one came out last Friday, I think it said, and it was um, one, of the, one of the candidates, the one the Republicans were winning in that poll. The other one might have been still a draw, but I think they're still both within the margin of error. Well, let's hope. <clears throat> let's keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, you Georgians <clears throat> got to do the right thing up there. If they don't help us out here, we're in deep doo-doo. Now, 23,000 more Georgians have now qualified to vote simply because they became 18 since the November election. So people are trying to figure out how that's going to now factor into this. I hate I hate those damn teenagers. <laughs> Growing up like that, how dare they? I'm telling you, who who allowed them on the planet? <laughs> so that's how that's how worried they are. This is so tight. One one of these races is so tight that um, they're worried about people who become 18 in the last couple of months. So I think one is I think one is in the bag, and that's all you really need to keep control. We just need one. We just need okay. one to keep control. The Democrats need two to take control, plus the vice presidential vote. So we really need to win one, and I think we will for sure. Oh, I hope we do it. Then we can just I'm, be stressed I'm, for a I'm, while. I'm keeping the faith, baby. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident. My confidence is pretty high in one, yeah. And people don't realize, you know, they uh, people that voted Republican hated Trump, some of them, and they voted for Republican congressmen and senators and voted against Trump. Uh, the emotions that have driven this are, are just all over the place. Yeah, they're all over, all the, place. over the place. Yeah. Unbelievable. And now all of a sudden my sisters are all calm and they want to be my friends again, but not one of them has apologized to me for saying they want to kill all white men and hanging the phone up on me. And 
you know, Ken, I'm a white man. Well, maybe I don't want to. I don't want to die. Maybe when they see their tax bill, they'll cry some more. Yeah, watch what you vote for. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> you may get it. <clears throat> well, I don't know that my my baby sister. I don't think she's paid taxes in decades. She's probably out stealing from other people, but. <laughs> And my middle sister, she's been on disability all of her adult life, so she doesn't pay any taxes. Uh, now, my older sister, Jackie, she married a dentist, and her father left him a little money. So she's got some money. Her husband's gone, and so I'm sure she has to pay some taxes. But uh, she's one of these do-gooders. You know, she was a, a social worker. She majored in home economics, and uh, then she went into social work. So she's uh, ultra liberal, like my parents were, and uh, she just hates the, all the Republican presidents. Hated Trump, hated Reagan. Hated hates Reagan. All. How could you hate Reagan? Everybody loved Reagan. He made people homeless. He made them homeless, did he? He okay. did. It's his fault. All right. By improving the economy. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> people were so successful they got drunk and lost their job. Too much right. partying. The president doesn't. The president doesn't have that much real influence on the job market. No, I think that the president, uh, unless they, he passes a bill, a tax bill like Reagan did or like Trump did, that has uh, some downstream impact on the economy. Really, uh, the economy kind of is like a big lumbering animal. It. it it, it's moving along, and there's so much input into it that it's hard to change its course. Although you can, but it takes time and it takes major bills. You know. Yeah, I know. So that's not you can't really blame a president for bad numbers. You can't really give him credit for good numbers. Though you all take credit for the good numbers. Well, of course. Yeah, you're not going to let an opportunity like that pass you by. But no, I mean I'm taking credit for leading everybody through this COVID. Uh, Hey, you've led me, buddy, all the way. Crisis. I'm, I'm taking control here. I'm in charge, and get out of my way, everybody, and follow. Get behind me here. If I grow a third arm after I take the virus, I'm blaming you, buddy, so take, you know, get ready for that. I was looking online yesterday to see if I could find um, uh, uh, a makeup, um, theatrical makeup company here in town in St. Petersburg and go and get some, uh, uh, some latex... <laughs> And make some little COVID spikes and put them all over my head. Put them on your face all over the place. Yeah, and and then, you know, when people say, have you had any reactions? No. Feel great. Feel great. Got to shave, though. Then open up my coat and a a prosthetic arm flops up. (laughs) People will pass out in the hallways, Doc. (laughs) Oh, I know. Or laugh, one of the two. Well, I would hope they would laugh. That would be funny. That that was was actually a hot Halloween costume this year, I think, going as the uh, spike COVID. 19 virus. It's been quite a year, and I have heard so many people say, this is the year from hell. I can't wait for it to be over. You know, for me, it's actually been kind of exciting medically. I, you know, I never thought I would live through a pandemic like this. You know, I, it's, it's surprising. And be involved in it and be taking care of patients and uh, be leading, uh, be a community leader in the medical community and, uh, you know, teaching the the medical director of the hospital about vaccines for this. I it's uh, it's truly unique. It's a unique time in our history, and I think we'll all look back and say, wow. But uh, I know a lot of people are unhappy. I understand that. 
Uh, and of course, I haven't been locked down as many people have been because I got to get up and go. I got to go to the hospital and the office. And I'm, you know, I'm expected to put my life at risk uh, to take care of people. That's part of my job. Although our risk is fairly low and in a pandemic like this, it goes up. That's for sure. I think history in general, in 100 years from now, when they look back on this period in, in uh, American history and they look at this pandemic compared to the one from 1918, they're going to see a heck of an improvement in the numbers. And I think we'll be judged well. And I think the Trump administration will be judged well as uh, as well because of the uh, Operation, what's it called? Operation Warp Speed. Warp Speed, yeah. Of course. And we, you know, we helped develop the RNA particle or, you know, help to isolate it by giving money to the Jenner Institute and along with some of the drug companies and other uh, big governments in Europe and around the world. Uh, we funded billions and billions of dollars for research and development of these vaccines. And, and uh, you know, this was all because of the president's proactive, uh, aggressive, uh, you know, the, the mistake he made was he downplayed it publicly, but privately he was really going after it. And, uh, you know, you got to look at what the guy does, not what he says. He's, he's a different kind of character. That's why we elected him, because he was a different yeah. kind of character. Because right. he was different. And, you know, my sister say, oh, you worship him. I don't worship him. I worship me. And he is doing my bidding. I'm not doing his. So... I mean, I, I, I re- like and respect him. I think he's a great president, but, you know, he's not somebody I'm going to worship and follow around like the Democrats follow around Obama, like he's some kind of a god. There's no gods walking this earth. Come on. I mean, if you believe Jesus is God, then, and this is a great time to, to talk about this briefly before we go off the air, you know, you got a heck of a guy there. I mean, he was a man of peace. Uh, he brought people together. He He said, turn the other cheek, don't fight. You're not going to get into heaven if you're misbehaving. And if you believe in heaven, you, you got to believe that. And he, he came and he said, I'm bringing a new law. The old law of, of an eye for an eye and a tooth for tooth is gone. You know, that's mm-hmm. gone. And now we have a world that is, I think, overall getting better. I think we're more peaceful than we've ever been, even though it doesn't seem like it. And by the way, there was another car bombing in Kabul, this weekend, uh, although you don't hear about that, and you don't hear about all the bad things because the press doesn't want anything bad to be aired while we're in this transition period. And did you hear 60% of the people think that Biden's doing a good job? What job is What's he, he done? Doing? What's he doing? <laughs> Look at him put that mask on. Isn't it? He did a great job. <laughs> Look at him shuffle along with his Parkinsonian gait. <laughs> anyway, you know, Jesus was a great man. And if you think he's God, he's uh, uh, even more important to you. I mean, he's important to me. Uh, and I, I think to you too, Ken, I mean, a lot of our morals and values that we have today came from his, his uh, missionary work, his, his, uh, his uh, preaching and his, his ministry. Sure. I think that you can't the, argue with the message. No, no, the message was wonderful. And I think the way he delivered it was wonderful. And, you know, willing to put his life at risk for what he believed. How many people are really willing to do that? How many people would put their life on the line for their beliefs? Not many, Doc. Not many, no. And you're down to 45 seconds. (laughs) And I'm down. I'm putting my show on the line for my beliefs. And it's going to die here shortly. 
By the way, I am Dr. Bill, your radio MD, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. I want to thank everybody who has called for a telemedicine visit, and we want you in the nail gel fungal study, so give us a call, 727-384-6411. Ken, you doing good, bud? I am, Doc. Have a Merry Christmas, buddy. You too. Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Love you guys. I'm out of here. Let's play some music. She had hoof prints on her forehead and incriminating claws marks on her back. Grandma got run over.